Hello there, friends. You are listening to The Unconventional Yogi and yours truly, Colette Marie. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty great for a number of reasons, which I don't always say I'm feeling great. Most days I feel pretty good, but today I feel extra special. And I wanted to pretty much ride that wave and talk about changing habits and getting and preparing oneself for the new year, meaning getting involved in establishing new rituals for yourself. So the end of the year marks a significant time in most of our lives and in terms of celebrating the new year. And, uh, you know, more people tend to lean towards something like a New Year's resolution. And a New Year's resolution is nice. I think the idea of it is really nice. Um, So I don't poo-poo a New Year's resolution. With the right intentions, a resolution for the new year is great. It can be followed. You can follow through with it. You can um, change a lot of things when you defer to a resolution. But I wanted to get into what that actually means and then maybe even changing how we might perceive it because um, more often than not, people start off the new year with a resolution and then it falls to the wayside somewhere after the first quarter. And that can include like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym more. or Oh, I'm going to start a yoga practice. Or, oh, I'm going to do like, like that seems to be the impetus to start these new habits, which is, a, again, it's a fine idea because what better time than the beginning of a new year to start some new things that you've always wanted to do and decided that you want to do them. The downside to a resolution is is lack of follow through and sticking with it and harboring this expectation of having um, sort of this like immediate results, right? Looking for the short term gain and the short term gain is not necessarily the way to look at or the way to go about pursuing a resolution. But I wanted to actually look into what a resolution means. For example, a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. Number two, it is the quality of being determined or resolute. So basically, you're making a decision about doing or not doing something. Some say, my New Year's resolution is to stop smoking. It's a fabulous idea. It's a bad habit. It's certainly a perfect time to stop smoking, especially if you start on day one and you have 365 days to follow through on that decision. That would be excellent. Or... uh, not to put addiction into it because I don't want to combine addiction into New Year's resolution. But if you're, if that is what will it will be, the impetus to start or to stop doing something like smoking, then fine. If that's the inspiration that will be the catalyst to stop smoking, for example, great. Um, something more extreme though, like drinking and other hard drugs, 
that might require therapy, that might require more hands-on approach. You might even consider getting involved in some kind of program. And maybe the program starts at the beginning of the year, which is a possibility. Addiction aside, New Year's resolution is, again, it's a decision. So the decision can't be the decision if there's lack of follow-through. And so when you just arbitrarily decide you're going to go to the gym and arbitrarily decide you're going to start a yoga practice and you are missing the follow-through on that, then all of those decisions just become lost things. So that is why I do not defer to New Year's quote-unquote resolutions because then there is this hype that is surrounding what, it, what decisions I'm going to make. Now, what I end up doing for myself personally is I will use the end of the year, like now, to examine or sort of reflect upon this current year and the things that I was able to accomplish and the things that I would like to achieve. And I write those things down because I won't remember them later. While they're fresh in my mind, I will write down the things that I would like to achieve for 2023 in this case. And it doesn't matter whether I actually achieve them or not. I just want to write this stuff down and, and look at the list and think about what can I actually work on to materialize for the upcoming year. And then what do I need to do to either A, prepare for that thing, and or B, what do I need to do to maintain putting forth my energy and effort to again, maintaining the thing that I am deciding upon. So it's really a three-step process. The first step, make a decision. The second step is to decide how to go about materializing that decision. And the third step is how do you go about maintaining consistency in materializing that decision? So that requires a little bit of thought and forethought and forward thinking and being more um, expanded in your mindset to be able to stick with something that you choose to do for the next year. So maybe you want to start writing a book. Well, that's a big undertaking. That means you are going to have to write down all of the necessary steps it will take to begin the writing process and then what you need to do to look into how to publish your book and then write those steps down and then decide how often you are going to write each day. I recommend writing each day until the book is complete, then you need to revise it, so on and so forth. So again, it's a multi-step process for something like that, but it can be done. If you do want to start going to the gym, for example, that's great too, but what what is it that you want to do at the gym? Like be specific. I think specificity when it comes to creating um, or generating a, a path and making a decision about something that the path will support, you should look at the nuances and also examine more closely what it is you are looking to achieve in that scenario because going to the gym is arbitrary. What is it that you will do exactly at the gym? What are the goals? What is it that you're looking to achieve at the gym? How often do you actually believe 
or think that you can go realistically to the gym on a weekly basis, how much time do you think you can dedicate during those designated days to go to the gym? So in other words, can you meet the goal and meet the consistency effort required to follow through on that decision about going to the gym? And what kind of training do you want to do? So again, going to the gym is arbitrary. And I'm using the gym as an example because it happens all the time, especially at the beginning of the year when I go to the gym and I'm always going to the gym. I see a plethora of people, but by March, the numbers of those gym goers drop by 50%. Similarly, with yoga, the yoga studios are packed at the beginning of the first few months of the year. But by mid-March, end of March, the number starts to taper down by almost half, which is interesting. Um, so in order to avoid that pitfall, I think it is worthwhile to pinpoint what kind of workout you're looking to do that you know you can stick with that is a sustainable kind of workout for you. So don't go big. In other words, don't start off like at the deep end of the ocean and instead scale it back and start at the surf start small and then kind of build out from there because if you go too big you might not stick with it if you say to yourself oh i'm gonna start heavy lifting and you want to hit the gym and then all of a sudden you're throwing on this heavy weight you're trying to do heavy weight you're not entirely sure how what you're doing but you just decided that you're going to do it and then you injure yourself and then you don't go back to lifting the heavy weight well then that whole decision is done similarly if you say to yourself i want to start a rigorous yoga practice and you start off really you know aggressively in a yoga practice and then you tear a muscle well then that yoga practice is already short-lived so rather than to do that kind of thing you start off with the basics it's okay to start off small and work your way out for example if you go to the gym and you've not gone to the gym in some time my advice really as a personal a certified personal trainer by the way is to start off with one or two cardio machines first. Just get into the habit of even getting out of bed, getting your workout clothes on, getting in the car, driving to the gym, getting out of the car, checking in, all those steps, and then going to a cardio machine and spending 25 minutes on that machine and then leave. If you start off small like that, just a basic machine, it could be an elliptical machine, it could be the Stairmaster, machine or the stairs it could be a treadmill and you just start off in that habit of going three days a week three days a week pick a Wednesday, Monday Wednesday Friday or Tuesday Tuesday Thursday Saturday and you spend just 25 minutes on that one cardio machine then you're setting a habit in motion that's the trick the trick is establishing a habit, which, which takes about three weeks to do consistently. The same thing at the same time, at the, on the same day for three weeks in a row. Then you can expand by uh, getting into some strength training. And I highly recommend um, getting a manual for that instead of just doing it on your own because or seeking a personal trainer to help you with body mechanics, form, and basic understanding of what you're doing while you're, while you are doing it. 
which is helpful. The personal trainers at the gym are there for a reason. I highly recommend at least deferring to one for the first few sessions or so just to kind of get you on your way. And then you can go ahead and fly solo. But maintain that cardio machine so that that stays in the mix. So now your 25-minute workout, you now incorporate strength training, which then becomes a 45-minute workout. 25 on the cardio machine and then 20 minutes of strength training workout, whatever that is. So this is just a crude example of what you can do over time. Six months later, you're, you know, reshaping your body's recomposing itself because body composition is a thing. It's not just about quote unquote weight loss, but it's body composition and body mass index percentage and, you know, how you feel in your clothes. So these are the things, the tricks, the, the tips that you can employ for quote-unquote going to the gym as your new year's resolution moreover if you decide to do a yoga practice i would start off with a basic class that might be held maybe on a wednesday and friday at a 5 30 or 5 15 time it's the same time roughly on 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 a wednesday and a friday two days a week maybe the same class is offered on a monday so you have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, roughly about the same time, 5.15 to 5.30, and it's an hour long. You can dedicate, you could use an hour. It's an hour, you can do it. And you go to the same classes for three weeks, and eventually you branch out and try some other class, something more advanced, something more rigorous, or maybe you slow it down and try a yin class on a different day. So you get in the habit of meeting people, you start building a community with these individuals, you start creating relationships with folks because you see these same people attending class there too. So they're there because they need that community as well. So everybody is at the class for the same reasons just about. So you're creating a habit and that habit becomes a consistent thing that becomes a sustainable pathway that you engage with for a number of weeks and months and years. So it's not really about, quote unquote, a resolution as in, the ter in terms of being short-lived, but it is about making a decision. It is about doing the legwork to find out where you want to go to practice yoga. So you start doing that kind of legwork, investigating reading the descriptions for the classes, writing, making notes, taking notes about this studio versus that studio, this studio and that studio, and that you can make an informed decision about where you want to go. And then you, you create an account on mindbodyonline.com and go ahead and buy a, um, the three week special that most studios have or a two-week introductory special that most studios have. And you pick the classes that you want to register in advance for, and you go. And you try it out. And you do it again on the following day or the next day that works for you. And you write it in your calendar, whether that's a paper calendar or in your phone. If you write down in your phone or on a calendar that's a manual calendar, your yoga time, just like you would put your dental appointment or a, a meeting at the office or the time you have to pick up the kids from school, put down your appointment time for your yoga class. Make it like an appointment. 
You put that level of importance on something like the gym, same thing. The gym, 5.30, gym. That's what I do. I put it in my calendar. 12 p.m., gym, or whatever whatever hour, right? So I see my appointments and I see my clients, and then gym has its time slot. Lunch has its time slot. My next client, homework has a time slot. And everything is in my calendar, just like that. So that I pay attention to all, my entire week and I have my planner of all of the tasks and things that I'm going to be doing for that week. So if you write the stuff down, like your yoga time, your gym time, then you'll see it, you'll want to go and pursue it and it will just be a thing that will, it's a tactic that will help keep you in, this, in the phase of being consistent with what you are doing. Another ritual that I defer to um, at the end of the year, besides reflecting on the current year and making decisions about the following year, is I decide, you know, how I want to present myself into the world. Like, what do I want to do in terms of my thought process, my behavior, how I speak to people, the things I think about? Like, what do I want to do behaviorally? different that will be an upgrade from where I'm at right now today and I think about my behaviors I think about the things that I could have done better in terms of my behavior or how I might have been able to handle the situation differently if I just had been more patient and so for me patience is going to be a thing that I work on behaviorally for 2023 I realize that I lack patience when it comes to certain things in my relationship and in the world at large. And they're not big deals, but they can be festering problems if I don't address them. And then I, and then the festering thing becomes a problem and it's a recurring problem. And then it becomes a, cy- a cycl- cyclical p- pattern of behavior, which I, I hate falling into. And when I know that that is happening, I get really mad at myself and I kind of kick myself for even allowing that behavior to occur and manifest in the first place. But because I, you know, got impatient about something, I want to not do that anymore or at the very least try to become more conscious of it and then start to take the necessary steps of self-coping to sort of talk myself off the ledge of losing my patience. And it's mostly over things that I find to be very trivial and that I, sh- I expect the other person to understand. And when they do not understand the way I expect them to understand that I get impatient and I start, um, I start communicating in a way that's sort of demeaning. And I don't mean to do it. I don't mean to do that. But I do do it. I'm aware that I do it now and I need to work on that. And I do, and I defer to that behavior and and trying to be kind about it, but it's hard to be kind and you can't, it's actually, it's, it's silly. You can't do both. It's either you're just patient and you speak patiently, or I guess I should just be quiet. Maybe that would be the backup plan for changing my behavior to just, right? Just be quiet. Don't say any, don't say anything and just be in the moment. Take a deep breath relax, tell myself everything's going to work out, Colette, just relax and be patient, 
in my mind I can tell myself these things and then approach the situation with a clearer mind. So maybe just right here, just right now, I went ahead and laid out the plan for changing some behaviors. And that's what it is, friends. It's being consciously aware of certain things and making a concerted effort to make some changes that you know will be a benefit for yourself. Whatever those are, I just, na I just named my own and I also brought up the gym and taking yoga classes as two other examples of physical fitness. Maybe you wanna change your diet. Maybe you realize that the diet needs to shift because you've got too much of X, Y, or Z in your diet and it's affecting your health. Maybe going about changing those situations is a way to do it. And then maybe purchasing some cookbooks or looking at cookbooks that will help to support your decision and then dabble with one or two recipes and then focus on those one or two recipes for a few weeks at a time and get good at making it and then expand to another recipe or pick two or three recipes out of a cookbook and then fiddle with those for a little bit until you get good at making those and then you can go and expand from there. So nutrition or taking into account your diet and then deciding to make some tweaks on that, boom, there you go. But investigate what kind of diet will work. Don't do things arbitrarily. Don't do things because they're trendy. Don't make decisions because someone else you know is doing it. Make sure that the decision that you make is coming from a pure place, meaning it's not because of Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Snapchat. It's not because it's on YouTube or that it's a trendy uh, thing to be doing. It's got to be right for you because, for example, a ketogenic diet is not for everyone. Intermittent, intermittent fasting is not for everyone. Paleo is not for everyone. Atkins is not for everyone. So you have to make a proper decision. That might, if you have a health condition, you certainly want to consult with your physician first before just making a random decision about your diet. Do some, do some investigation into what kinds of things that you might want to change about your diet. Ask questions, particularly asking your physician if you have a primary care doctor. Or read some books or some articles by peer-reviewed nutritionists and dietitians about what the new uh, research studies show. And, you know, do that kind of legwork. And then look at some cookbooks. And then start creating some recipes. And then let time pass and then see how that works out for you. These are just some fun examples to consider for the new year as it is approaching and to make clear, concrete decisions about your life for the upcoming year, that you're making decisions from a pure place. They're not coming from any social media influences or any celebrity influences and that you're not coming from a you know place where being trendy is cool and that you're going to do what's trendy because that might work against you not for you and that you write things down that will help to support your decision and that you give it ample time don't you know the three weeks is the starting point but really give yourself 12 months to do something 12 whole months so it'll be a 12 month long journey 365 days journey 
And then the short-term goals are three weeks, one month, three months, six months, nine months, and then 12 months. Okay, friends, that is my spiel about New Year's resolutions slash decision-making for 2023. And I will be back on here very soon to close out 2023. Thank you for listening.